Hey guys, it's me, it's Psycho Fang. Uh, this episode contains references to outlandish acts of thespianism, the damaging effects of poor dental hygiene, and shortbread. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> All right, darling. All right, darling. And welcome to All Right, Darling, the podcast celebrating the queer creators of today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. There's one or two. And we want to hear. Well, there's three. Well, there is three, but there's two talking. Well, there's two on the mic. On the mic. And we want to hear their voices. What do you sound like? Well, yeah. I think it's like. It's one thing to see someone's work, and then it's another thing to hear what they have to say about it. I think yeah. it's, that's that's what this is all about, isn't it? Which is nice. And who are you? My name's Dan. I'm the current thumb wrestling champion in Brighton. Um, so. But I'm having to defend my title later this month, so... Against me. <laughs> yeah. Against I, you. Against me. We have this bitter thumb wrestling rivalry. When you do thumb wrestling, do yes. you go on three... Or like, what, what do you, how do you do it? Yeah, so on the count of three. So not one, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war. Oh, you just wait. go on three. One, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war. Start. No, so yeah, it's on the beat. Start. It's on the beat after four. I don't think you are a thumb wrestler, Dan. What is this new thing you have with calling out my jobs? <laughs> Why are you trying to belittle me <laughs> and my dreams? It's fun. What do you do? Um, I am a thumb wrestler. Yeah. I am the thumb wrestler. You're just a wrestler thumb, that looks like a thumb. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Fuck. No, I'm a photographer. Yes. Living in Brighton. Yes. The lovely, lovely Brighton. Yeah, that's me. You're a photographer. You're a published author. Yeah, she is. You're a zine creator. Yeah. You're many things. I'm a big bitch. I'm a small bitch. I'm a big old bitch. I'm a cardboard box. <laughs> yeah. Fill me up. Fill me <laughs> up. So how have you been? What have you been up to? Just been working, working, working. Same as same as normal. Just yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So never bored. Never boring. Never, never boring. No. <laughs> um, what about you? I worked at the Sink the Pink street party, yes, which was. Did. I say worked. I no 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 no. Don't backtrack. Just because you're having fun doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's, it's not, not work. work. It was work. It's the thing I was getting paid for, so it is. It's, it's of course work. However. It wasn't hard. Well, it was hard work, actually, because I You were doing the thing that we were talking yeah, about in the previous modest. one. Yeah, you know what? But it was really hard work, but it was really fun. And I can't move today. I, honestly, it's been an <laughs> effort trying to get you to just sit up. <laughs> Dan, I dance, sit up, please. I danced so hard. On the way home, my forearms were hurting. Were well, you stood on your arms? No, I don't know what I was doing, but I was obviously straining my forearms somehow you were doing that kind of like super mask thing of like flexing no well i had a really long piece of chiffon behind me <laughs> like mask. i said it's that super mask yeah. thing i keep checking the hashtag to see if someone's put a video up of it obviously what's the hashtag seek the pink oh you meant like chiffon. Um, <laughs> hashtag chiffon oh, i should check the chiffon that's hashtag. where that's your um, mistake you're making it was so much fun. There were so many people. 3,000. It was 3,000, I heard, that the number knocking around. 3,000. Nadine Coyle was was the oh, featured artist. From Girls Aloud. Yeah, she was brilliant. She's what, did she, what did she do? What, did she just So sing she sings Girls Aloud songs. A few of her own as well. Okay. What's her vibe? Her, like her solo vibe? Uh, similar to Girls Aloud, I would Fair say. Enough. Sort of dancey pop cute music she sounds amazing her singing voice is so good like live like do you hang out with her no oh she has her own dressing room and you know she's busy she's busy. oh wait how did you find that so kobe's just showing us a video of dan how did you find dancing in the the chiffon he was talking about where did you find that on the the fabulous hashtag chiffon it must have just been put up because i've been checking all day it was put up four hours ago what did you go to Drag World? No. Do you know if Taylor Trash was at Drag World? Possibly. A few of them came from Drag World. Because I saw thing. Georgie B was Georgie uh, was there. Johnny Bones was there. I think Rodent was there. 
Um, was, there any, was there any link between Sink the Pink and... No, Ooh. no. Georgie was there for Crazy Colour. Next year, yeah. I think Sink the Pink should have a big thing at Drag World. Just make it an even, like, queerer thing. You're huffing. You're disagreeing with I me. Uh, I just don't think they would. It's just not their thing. That's fair enough. They've always always very much distanced themselves from like drag race very rarely hear a rupaul song sometimes jody harsh will play um bring it to the runway runway run 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 run, run, runway but that's it like and you'll never hear songs by any of the rupaul drag races or Mm. they have had them as guests there like Mm. i saw aquaria there once before she was on season 10 yeah seeing the pink i feel has always kind of represented the kind of the punkier side of drag and it being more of like a a statement and a freedom drag as a concept rather than a bill to fit yeah so i don't think they would ever do anything quite like drag world i don't think they would it's interesting talking to talking to georgie b when she came from Drag World, she said it's, it was a an alarming amount of children. That's true. Um, it's, she was like, it's just some like drag queen daycare or something. When I've been there and when I went to DragCon as well, like I definitely felt that. Yeah. Which is brilliant, you know, that it's it's becoming yeah. more mainstream, it's becoming more accepted. Yeah. But yeah, that definitely was kind of like, yeah, like a daycare, play school aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's good that young people get to meet yeah. People they love. It must be weird in a way for drag artists and people who work on a club scene. Especially to older drag suddenly artists. Suddenly be surrounded by children going, yeah. I love your work when actually they're used to. You haven't seen my work. A lot of it is like you actually haven't seen my work. You've you, seen what I've put. Yeah, you've seen on pictures TV of me. Yeah. And yeah, like detox fans. Yeah. If they saw her performances from a few years back yeah like whoa yeah we should ask the next time we get someone like that what it's like to go from you know your audience being drunk adults in clubs to young children Mm. who are literally who are idolizing you well you can see some people like say sharon needles for example yeah how her style of drag can be appreciated by anyone but like she will adamantly say i'm i'm not a role model yeah i am not a role model yeah um yet people are still kind of like you should be doing this for you know the kids are your thing yeah so what yeah because it's difficult when you're in a position of influence is there a certain responsibility to not be a dickhead yeah but also you didn't ask to be held accountable for the actions of everyone else. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, why Why should you have to defend everyone? Or- Even though it's been going for like 10 years now, um, Drag Race, or longer than 10 years, um, it's setting rules and stuff to the people who come out of, out, come out the other side. That's because it's American though. And American yeah. culture is very that, isn't True. it? True, yeah. I don't, th- I don't feel like our equivalent that we've homegrown is probably something like The Only Way is Essex. And look at, I mean, look at Gemma Collins. I kind of love her. And I yes, have so her. Okay, so when I worked at the Salon, there's a club opposite called Comedia. Comedia? Yeah, it's like oh, a comedy. Oh, sorry, for some reason I was thinking You're of right. your old Salon in London. No, it's the, the one in it's Brighton. I don't lie, Comedia's in Brighton. Yeah, so they were filming in Comedia, like okay. one of their fake club scenes that they do on oh. Essex. Oh. So they were all outside, like drinking and smoking or whatever. And obviously we were just watching them out of the window. She caught my eye. And she was going, can you do my hair? Like she was like gesturing to her hair. And I was like, yeah, babe, I'll meet you downstairs. So I went downstairs. She went, all right. And she's really, she's quite commanding. And like, she's yeah. very, um, it's like she's quite tall. And she's, yeah. she, her voice is strong. Like she's quite. Um, Butch? <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah. But like. Um, oh, Drag just, queen-esque? Yeah. I can't think what the word is. Like demanding of your. Dominant. Dominant. Yeah. She's quite dom- dominizing. Yeah. That's not a word. Um, <laughs> she went, what's your name, darling? I was like, Dan. She went, Dan, can you tongue my hair? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come back in like half an hour. She was like, all right, I'll come and find you. But she was really nice and she was very yeah. polite and she was. You know, a lot of it's show, isn't it, with her? Exactly. But going just quickly, back, I just want to say yeah. the, the my favourite thing she's ever said. Yeah. Fuck off, Gillian McKee. Fuck off, Gillian McKee. 
You silly cunt. You silly cunt. Gemma. You silly cunt. Gemma. You silly cunt. That's one of my faves. You ain't ever getting this candy. <laughs> I'm the GC. I'm the GC, but, babe. But taking it back to what we're saying is, okay, sure, you know, I don't think our reality TV stars are held no. to a, the same standard that American television stars. Television. Titty vision. American titty vision. I'll show you my titty vision. It must be hard to walk off of a television show and then suddenly be like, you can't say this. You can't do this. You can't, you know, you've got children because in America, you've got kids to think about. Because in America, it comes back to the accountability and I, I think in American culture they they have to have someone to blame rather than it's like why are my kids shitty people and it's like well I'm gonna blame these reality tv people or I'm gonna blame video games rather mm. than my sh- my own shitty parenting mm. we should probably move on we don't want to offend our American listeners no <laughs> they don't one, care. Th- one thing I want to say to um the our American listeners is um just go onto YouTube and type in Gemma Collins because it's yeah. a treat. It just- <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you laughing it's at? Like, um, uh. <laughs> so I literally had something in my brain that I really wanted to discuss and it's literally just gone. Was it related to something else we were talking about? I've got no idea. It's oh, just shit. Gone. Literally, my memory's awful. Oh, what was that? <laughs> You know what? It couldn't have been that important. No, it probably wasn't that interesting. <laughs> I had yeah. something the other day where I was talking to someone and I literally just stopped mid-flow, almost went like boss-eyed. I was like, are you okay? I was like, I can't even remember what I was just saying. The cogs just stopped They just turning. completely stopped and kind of reversed. Yeah. I'm really bad for forgetting that. I did, this, did I do this to you the other day? Well, I don't know who you were introducing me to, but it was saying that you couldn't remember my name. And you were laughing. Oh, it was at Pride. It was at Pride. And you were like, this is this person, this person, this person, and... And then I went, Greg, and it just took a sex just... (laughs) I was like, you fucking bitch. Sometimes it just takes an extra second for my brain to catch up. Um, I sometimes will be sat with, say, like, Rob, or like, my mum, or... Or something and we'll just be talking and then for literally like a split second i will forget who they are like i just won't recognize their face that's terrifying i want to say it's nothing but like i get kind of panicked for a second because like i know i know i know i know them and i know they're like someone very close that to me, sounds like, terrifying is it like onset early onset dementia that do you know what my first thought was that you, can, you just had a moment die. of clarity Oh, maybe. And you were like... What? what that Clarity in the sense of like, I don't know who I'm talking to. That's the opposite of clarity, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no hope. There is no hope. Uh, yeah, I'm terrible for, for forgetting people's names. I'm, but well, if, you tell me, if you tell me what your job is, oh, shit, I will sorry. remember forever. One thing I'm actually really good at, and I love this, could be watching a film... I'll see someone on the film. They could just be like walking past and I'm like, they've been in this, this, this and this. They were, they started their career on like I really? an ITV kids show. Yeah. It, like I was watching Orange is the New Black the other day and there was this character and I was like, I know her. I was like, oh, finally twig. It's the daughter of, did you ever watch Sybil? The TV show Sybil? No. Sybil? S- Sybil. Say it again. Sybil? No. Sybil Shepherd. No, I didn't watch it. Sybil. Um, <laughs> what was her daughter? I'm going to Google Sybil. Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. Uh, is she... What? No. What? She's not the one with the vo- voice, no. The gravelly voice. Well, no. <laughs> no, she looks a bit like her, Is she her, a person with a voice? No, you know the one... I know who you mean. The one out of um, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Is she in Casper? I mean the Carrigan. one out of Serial Mum. Pussy Willows. <laughs> Her. She looks a bit like her. Wash out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Hello? Isn't this 4215 pussy way? You bitch. Now let me check the zip code. 212 fuck you. <laughs> oh, what's her name? I wanna it's not Kathy Bates. Like I know who Kathy Bates Kathleen is. Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Yeah. See? Kathy, Kathleen. You're on the same vibe. Yeah. I love Kathleen Turner. She's hilarious. You say you love love Kathleen Turner. But I couldn't remember her name. Couldn't remember her name. Name okay. three of her albums. 
Albums? I'm just winding you she up. She probably has done albums. I like saying that to people when they're like, oh, God, I love my mum. Like, you say you love your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Name three of her albums. What are your mum's three biggest singles? So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is some music? See, you think you know your uh, mum. What is some music that is synonymous with your childhood? Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly. Okay. It, it's like one of my earliest memories. I sat in the back this. of her first car, which mm-hmm. was beige. Nice. Um, with my friend Tara. Yeah. And listening to Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly. Yeah. And my mum would always stall the car. At the time, I didn't know what, you know, stalling the car was. So we'd like jump forward. And every time it would happen, me and Tara would go, kangaroo juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no idea why no idea why cute. and um now you know being an adult realizing it's just she wasn't very good at driving oh, <laughs> kangaroo juice kangaroo juice yeah when i was a kid my mom only had like a, a few tapes and one was share what share song it was an album what share album i don't know it was the one uh did it go oh Oh, yeah. Oh, um, and the other one she had was Right Said Fred, which I used to love listening to. <laughs> to be honest, I do I go back can to look the at fact, you, yeah, and I should know that. I yeah. should know that you just you probably sit at home now listening to it. I think I, I do stand by that my mum made me gay with potpourri, with potpourri, and also Right Said, right Fred. Said Fred. My dad used to listen to like chart music and he liked like Queen See, and, and stuff. And my dad really liked Sade. Oh, Sade's and, cool. Uh, yeah. Tina Arena. Yeah. Do you know? I'm in, in chains. chains. That's a tune. Oh, I fucking love that song. That's a banger. But I remember as well, he really liked Celine Dion. My dad's not gay. My by dad the way. likes Celine Dion as well. See, I can't remember people's faces sometimes, but I remember this. My dad had just got like this new CD player. It had like, you could put three discs in it and it would spin around to, to the disc you wanted. Right. And um, I was singing into a microphone to My Heart Will Go On. Yeah. Thought no one was in the house. Yeah. And down comes Katrin, my, my older sister. Yeah. She's five years older than me. So she was like 16, 17 with two of her bloke mates oh, no. who just who just turned up on their motorbikes yeah and they were like like go on carry on and they made me sing my heart will go no. on <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was babe. so embarrassing because i couldn't just be like no i don't want to i was like no i need to be a strong man and, and sing my it. heart will go on to these finished men. <laughs> yeah i finished you sang i that finished song. i did i did it was it was epic what was the first gig you ever went to? It wasn't a gig. It was a festival. Um, and I went to V-Fest. Oh. And I saw James Brown. The uh, original James Brown. Yeah, the Wow, original. that's amazing. I know. Catatonia. Right. With my dad. I was 12. And we walked past someone and he was like, shut up, you stupid Welsh bitch. <laughs> and my dad just was like, he's only joking. He's only joking. So what was this, um, like 99? Like 97, 98? No, it was 99 because I was 12 in 2000. Well, there you go, 1999. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That's first, so first cool. first gig would, it James was um, Brown, James Brown. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think mm. Blur was there as well. Yeah, that's cool. I really, really liked Gorillaz, Blur. Yeah. I don't want to say Britpop because I fucking hate that idea. But, you know, I loved Catatonia. Catatonia. My first, well, I suppose my first ever concert mm. was the Spice Girls in 1997. Ooh. My first gig with my friends was Feeder. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, the I just remembered my first actual gig. Yeah. Solo gig for a show. Yeah. Um, was No Doubt. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Good. It was also, it was like the hella good phase. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I bet. I went with two girls from, from my school. Yeah. It was, it was bloody awesome. It was bloody lush. It was bloody lush. She climbed to the top of Brixton Academy. Did she? Yeah, on like a massive pile of amps. It was amazing. Oh my God. And I made I made a top to wear. <gasps> yeah. And I said, I'm feeling hella good. <laughs> oh, babe. It was just a regular top, but with like a denim patch on it that I'd painted. I love that. I made my own Peaches t-shirt. That doesn't surprise me. And then You're went, wearing a Peaches t-shirt I'm wearing a right Peaches now. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the likelihood is, is two or three days in the week, I'll be wearing a Peaches t-shirt. Of course. T-shirt. So mm. I blew up the album cover and I made a stencil of the logo. Oh, cool. And then I stenciled it onto a t-shirt and I wore it to her gig. 
did she see and it? And she did. And because <gasps> we met her backstage. Oh, you told me this. Yeah, you met her like, backstage. I love your t-shirt. <gasps> That's so cool. That's probably one of the best moments of my life. Aww. Have a listen to Christina Aguilera, I've Army just, of Me. Yeah. Have you heard it? No. It's on that. It's. I think is it bio bio something bionic bionic. That album is th- great. Okay. What? So. What album's it on? Is it? I'm quite familiar with the Bionic album. It's not on. It's, it's on the one after. It's on the one after. Lotus. There are songs written by you, Peaches. Oh, Peaches. And like JD Sampson's like do producer credits and Sia's got producer credits and stuff. So I'm quite familiar with that. And that song is not on there. It's not on there. It's on Lotus. Oh, Lotus. Oh, I know. I've never really listened to this. Well, one. Oh, yeah, yeah because the, the the front cover literally looks like a Glade plug-in advert. But, <laughs> but tell you what, a seminal album for my life is Stripped. Oh, I would almost go as far as to say as a coming out album. Actually, that was probably around the time that I started to realise that. I wasn't like the other little boys. You wanted um, to wear that tiny mini skirt, didn't you? I wanted to wear the chaps, and guess who wears chaps now? Your mum. Yeah. <laughs> Judy. Judy does. Judy Dan's mum. Yeah. Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Judy Dench um, wears chaps. Yeah, Stripped was a very, very poignant album. I wanted to ask you, like, we've obviously been talking a lot about um, music in this episode, but there's yeah. something I wanted to revisit I really liked the the new segment we've been doing. You watch that? The, oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, what's that? All right, all right. It's the, <laughs> it was the movie thing. I really, oh, the, really liked it. The plot of movies that you've yeah. never seen. Should I should I find a find some movie movies? Yeah. Can I just ask you what's your favourite film? Not Rocky Horror. Well, well, then why ask me? Because you know that's my favourite. What's your film. second favourite film? Oh. Because uh, I want to see if I know it. Because if I don't know it, then I'm going to make up what it should be. All of uh. my favourite films are probably drag related. Oh, really? Yeah. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I haven't seen that. T- what? Tu Wong Fu. I haven't seen Tu Wong Fu. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. No, I, I, no, I love it. <laughs> you were about to smack me I then. I was about to physically fight you. This is bad, though. I love drag. I really do. But I just haven't had... I was going to say I haven't I had, had a chance. time. I just haven't had oh. time. You know what, Dan? I'm living that life, okay? So, Greg, having never seen Tu Wong Fu, what do you think it's about? I think it's about a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> See, I know it's drag related. Do you know? All right, yeah. All the servers are drag queens. Oh, let me have a think. Tu Wong Fu. Oh, hang on, what's the full title? Because it's not just Tu Wong Fu. It's Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar works in Tu Wong Fu, which is a Julie- Chinese restaurant where Coco Peru works. Yeah. <laughs> RuPaul is the owner. Yeah. Let's say Lady Bunny is the the head chef. Yeah. Like, Girl, your order's ready. <laughs> that was a good impression. Thank you, babe. Yeah. Um, the plot is there's a guy who's kind of unsure of himself. Yeah. And he takes his girlfriend um, for a Chinese. He was like, oh, these, these women are really ugly. These women's <laughs> servers are really ugly. What the fuck? His girlfriend's like, no, John, they're men. They're drag queens. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, I want to be a drag queen. I want to be a drag queen Chinese server restaurant person. And it follows him around and that is what he becomes. And there's a whole lot of shenanigans. Um, There's some probably quite inappropriate jokes about sexuality, gender and being a Chinese restaurant, race. Because it's in that sort of era where it's, it's the like, 90s. it's in the 90s where it's like, you wouldn't be able to watch it back now and be like, this is hilarious. You'd watch it back and be like, this is problematic. Yeah. It's that sort of film. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty... Am I spot on? It's probably about 94%. Are you for real? No. no oh. No, it's completely wrong. What is it? I do know that Coco Peru scrunches up a cup and that wasn't scripted. That was improv. You really should watch it. It's a, it is a really wonderful film. It's kind of like an American... Priscilla Queen of the Desert. So it's See, a very I was going to say that similar story in okay. that you know it's a journey of growth and discovery and yeah, you know, finding it oneself. Is. Wesley Snipes is incredible 
in drag, like it's literally an icon and Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo. It's just a really good film. And the end is amazing and it's iconic. So I like my idea better. Your idea is probably more farcical and hilarious, mm. but the original film is very good. Yeah, you can have like Lady Bunny be like, girl, two spotted dicks are here. <laughs> Your spotted dicks are ready. Is that Chinese food? I don't feel like spotted dick is quite... I couldn't think of anything else. Fortune cookies? Well, that's not a pun on a penis, is it? (laughs) No, it is not. No. (laughs) I can show you my fortune cookie. (laughs) You want to crack it open? You want to crack open my fortune? You want to read your future, girl? (laughs) <laughs> well we've talked quite enough shit for the, the rest for today and i think it's probably time to roll in our special guest which is the writer singer performer of our very own theme tune psychofag psychofag psychofags in bin bags yeah Psycho just like xx psychofag xx xx yes all right uh the very one yeah we'll see you after the break yeah you'll hear us after the break you'll hear us and him yes so Dan and I have been sent this amazing book by Simon Doonan, Drag the Complete Story. Have you had a chance to read it yet? I have. It's beautiful. He's really looked at every single aspect that drag covers from like cultural to artistic. He's also included some of the like new kids on the block. So Hungry is in there. Victoria Sin, who's one of oh. our, I know one of our favourites is yes. in there. Every single aspect and every contributor to drag culture Mm. on every level you know people like alan cummings who's never worked as a drag artist but drag elements of drag and gender have always been in his work i think think what you just summed up is gender this book is about gender like gender as performance gender as expression gender as exaggeration which is what it says in the little blurb and i think i think it's really nice yeah he makes really good comparisons actually about drag and goddesses and he kind of really pulls on on that sort of mythical side of things yeah it's gorgeous he really goes in depth on it yeah um also, all of his proceeds are going to a charity. Yeah. Yeah, which support the LGBT homeless youth of New York. Oh, that's amazing. I know, that's, that's so really cool, nice. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that note, though, we do actually have a discount code, but it doesn't affect the proceeds. Cool, that's great. And you get 35% off. That's amazing. Yeah, which is huge. Yeah. And all you need to do is type in... Simon, all right, darling, at checkout. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I know. And you get 35% off and free shipping in the UK. Yes. That's so exciting. I know. So to get your copy, head over to lawrenceking.com and remember to type in Simon Allright Darling at checkout for 35% off plus free shipping in the UK. Yes, bitch. Drag. (laughs) The complete story. Dregs. (laughs) Hi, and welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) And we are joined by our special guest this week. And what's so interesting is in every episode, you have heard the produce of our next guest. Of his loins. Even the moment before that we started, you heard a little snippet of his his loins. Produce is like dairy because he laid it. He birthed it. Dairy. Anyway. Who is it? It's Psychofag! Hello. Hi. <laughs> there's a bit of confusion there. How are you? Oh, I'm very well. Thank you for having me. You're dressed no worries. so smart. You are. Where are you going? I'm going to a wedding. <gasps> yeah. Is it oh your God. wedding? No, it's not my wedding. Okay, whose wedding? It's a fabulous queer wedding up oh. in London. It's two of my friends, Charlotte and Cara. Oh. Um, they're getting married in Chelsea this afternoon. Is it in the town hall? Yes, it is. Oh, that's oh. so nice. Chelsea Town Hall is wicked. Oh, I can't wait. It's really nice. Come along. I love a London wedding. (laughs) They'll love it. It's a queer wedding. You can do whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Just, you know, we've got, bring some shortbread. Yeah. You brought shortbread. I did. did. We can repurpose it. Repurpose it, yeah. Bring it to Charlotte and Carlo. Cara. Cara. Get the names right. I'm so sorry. We're going to crash their wedding. Yeah, bring the short. Wrap it up. Stick a nice bow on it. Yeah. Bob's your auntie. She'll fucking love it. (laughs) Bob's your auntie. Are you going to the whole thing? Oh, yes. I'm going to the ceremony. That's privilege there, isn't it? I know. That's that's a privileged position if you'll get an invite to the whole thing. And what's after the ceremony done? The after party. Yep. AKA the reception. (laughs) There you go. It's in Bermondsey. (laughs) It's in Bermondsey. Which is in Bermondsey. Where? I don't know. Yeah, Jay Goody's from there. Oh, I know. We were saying Jay Goody's. Oh, uh, yeah. There. Jade Goody's old stomping ground. Bless her. Bless her. Wow. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. So, yeah. welcome to the Alright Darling podcast. Thank you. You've obviously been very high on our list of guests since we started, not only because you wrote 
produced and I said sang before, but and, sang the theme tune. And sang, <laughs> and it was guest, it's guest vocals, but you did write and produce our theme tune, mm-hmm. which obviously we are endlessly uh, yeah, thankful and, and we love it. And everyone, loves when it. when he sent it through, I was just like, "This is the one." Oh my god! Oh. oh my god! And actually, it was better so good. than all the other songs that we were trying to get yeah. and sample, and and actually, what we ended up with yeah. was better than all of that, and completely so. original. Exactly. Oh, I'm so grateful you like it. So thank you for that, obviously. But also, you know, we knew who you were because you are a recording artist and a drag artist and a performance artist. How did it all begin? I started doing this a long time ago. Yeah. So I actually started recording and producing music when I was 16. Yeah. And I basically had a really good music teacher at school Mm. who taught me and everyone else how to use Logic on the computer. And when I was younger, I guess I had a lot of like anger and queer rage but i didn't really know how to channel it you know when we were at school section 28 was still in force you couldn't really speak to people as easily as you can now Mm. and people are a lot more aware of issues for you know queer younger people and i had yeah this whole rage going on i guess that's kind of where psycho fag came out of like that's what i was gonna ask you about your name yeah that's really cool i was angry and I was being called faggot all the time and fag. And it was a kind of like, I didn't realise at the time that I was taking that word and appropriating it for myself. You're reclaiming it. Mm. Yeah, reclaiming, yeah. 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 There wasn't a lot of like younger gay people around me who were into the sort of things I was into. I was into like punk and Riot Girl, And mm. I have a, like a history of like musical theatre. So mm. everyone's quite uh. lovey and thespy. Yeah. Um, which is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I also have this kind of like punk side of me that I wanted to channel into making music. You needed some angry careers as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to like take everything that's in my head, put it down and just vent it through making music. But that's kind of how it started. Yeah. I just wanted to get out how pissed off I was as a teenager. I love this queer rage. You've hit the nail on the head. And I think now, I think young people could probably identify queer rage and be able to tell what it is. Mm. When we were that age, there was no term for Mm. queer rage. No, there wasn't. Sharon Needle said it, but it's like, I wasn't just gay. I was gay and weird. Like I was gay and I wasn't Mm. into gay stuff. You know, that's really interesting that it's channeled into music for you. That's something that I feel, what we feel is missing from a lot of pride events. Yeah, It's actually queer rage. The rage, the fight like, back. It's so the... rainbow and commercialised, so mm-hmm. it's really nice having totally. someone like you around who's just really fucking angry. <laughs> All <laughs> right now. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> because You're working I... through it. Yeah, yeah. It's a work in progress. <laughs> We've known each other for quite some time. Mm, How long have you guys known each other? Since about 18? Yes, probably about 17, 14, 18. What? Um, we first probably met on MySpace. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask about MySpace. And then we yeah. used to chat on MSN Messenger. That's it. Yeah. We logged on to the, at the same time. I opened a chat and both of our pictures was the Poly Six, the Japanese electro Oh, band. yeah, I used to love them. And we were like, oh my God, you like the Poly Six? Oh my God, do you like the Poly Six? And that's, for some reason, that one thing has always stood out in my head. Oh. I don't know why. You've got a very good memory. <laughs> I do. Not I... short term, terrible. <laughs> Long term, brilliant. Were you originally psychofags in bin bags? Yes, I was. Yeah. And the reason I was that before was because I also didn't realise when I was younger that um, I was gay and weird. Yeah. But I was influenced by people like Karen O from the AAR. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and like yeah. Chicks on Speed and Peaches. And they used to like just wear fucking weird yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when my mum and dad used to go out, I would go into the cupboard under the sink, pull out black bin liners and make dresses out of what yes. I and put on tights. And I didn't realise what I was doing was experimenting kind of with gender. Yeah. But yeah. drag, I didn't realise it was, it was draggy, I guess, yeah. but it was more like an extension of a character or kind of uh, mirroring what these artists that were, yeah, totally. were doing. Mm. And it gave me like this extra armour sort of thing. Yeah, totally. And I was like, chicks on speed, lesbians on ecstasy. I was like, Psycho fag in bin bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. There yeah, we go. Yeah. yeah. And then I dropped it. <laughs> Does exactly what it says on the tin. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very sweaty. What was the first song you ever wrote and then performed? Boy on the Internet. I love that song. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that because that's that's the song I remember from. Yeah. Back then. Aww. And that was the one, I think that was the one that kind of set your trajectory. <laughs> to stardom. <laughs> to stardom. Um, <laughs> I always snort. So you were saying you had a bit of a break 
from performing? When I first started, so basically music at 16, 17, performing properly at 18, 19, 20. And I was lucky enough to like go around Europe. I was doing stuff in the UK. It oh, was wow. all going quite well. Mm. Um, had quite a lot of interest on MySpace and stuff because when that was important. Yeah. When that was <laughs> um, Yeah. So Boy on the Internet was one of the first songs that I wrote. And the words literally just describe exactly what happened in the situation. Yeah. And it was anecdotal of the time. So talk about MSN, um, meeting boys online. Yeah. Was that Grindr? <laughs> that was... I don't know. What was that? Anyway, yeah. So, and that was all about meeting people online. I actually ran away to Newcastle for wow. a weekend. Sorry, mum, I told you that I was in Southampton. <laughs> was actually she, opposite. she does now. <laughs> Sorry, Trace. <laughs> I was oh. the opposite end of the country when oh, I was about Trace. 17. What were you doing? Who were you doing that? What were you doing? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. What were you doing? It was a guy called Jamie. Lovely ginger oh. hair. Oh. Jamie. Yeah. Do you still talk to him? Uh, no. No, cool, great. Uh, so. <laughs> Nothing personal, just lost touch. Yeah, it oh. happens. I haven't answered your question, have I? Maybe oh. we'll bring you back together via this podcast. Anyway, yeah, so the break, so... Yeah, so Psychofag-like version 1.0, I yeah. guess, which was kind of like teen angst, I guess, or kind of working out like where I fitted into society. Yeah. Um, kind of stopped making music. Yeah. And I also have a couple of things going on in my life at the same time that brought me down a bit yeah. on myself. I think being creative, if you time that with something that's going on in your life that's bad, sometimes doing the things that you like can be quite... Um, Therapeutic? No, well, no, the opposite. opposite. Oh, the opposite, like, yeah. Um, so it can damaging. be quite... Yeah, damaging. like triggering. Yeah, yeah triggering, and right. So I just stopped for a while, mm. kind of made my own path and denied myself this creativity. But it's only last year that I started creating music again. So that was a good 10 years. I had like a break. Wow. Oh I was going to ask how many years. Well, I had a little bit in the middle where I d- started dabbling, but never, never really put any effort into it. Mm. But it was only last year and I decided to quit drinking. And when I quit drinking, it's really weird. All of this creative like yeah, yeah. stuff came wow. flooding back. Clarity. Confidence. Exactly. People say they use substances to like help with their creative process. That is a fucking load of shit for me. It makes yeah. it yeah. completely dampens everything. And I had this kind of like this whole thing lifted. I guess it was like a 10 year. I was an alcoholic. No, but like but, you know, but you drank regularly. Yeah, yeah. And you had do, this, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It kind of rounds the edges off, off yeah, things. Yeah. And sometimes you need, you need an edge. Exactly. Yeah. And then this lifted. I had energy and my mind just could flow back. And, and then I just started making music. And I was like, I fucking love doing this. It gives me so much like happiness and yeah. joy. And the drag element of things, it's not one of these things where I've like, I've sat down, I've watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. It's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be the sassiest queen going, I'm going to yeah. like, you know, run around the stage and dip and throw myself all over the place. And that's just not what I set out to do. I wanted to use it like I kind of experimented before when I was younger, mm. use it as an extension of my like personality yeah, and just see where it took me. I'm still like finding it out, but enjoying like every minute of it. So in that year, you've done so much. You've won Brighton's big drag pageant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it yeah babe yeah, yeah. that was oh, me I'm just yeah still getting so I'm we've just... had two of the winners on yeah. Two winners, yeah. yeah which is pretty awesome yeah. nice um, but yeah so how did that come about it was really weird like again I was I was saying I never saw myself as this kind of pageant competition <laughs> sort of queen as it are were. you joking yeah. the first thing I think of when I look at you is pageant yeah <laughs> like, I was like are you being the royal way no uh yeah so I don't know I guess I wanted to do something with that definitely felt like I was putting myself on the line and making myself very vulnerable because I didn't have a lot of confidence aesthetically I'm not a visual artist, never have been. So, um, it's sorry, a fly. there's a fly in <laughs> You're interrupting my flow. Yeah. With your fly. With your fly flow. Yeah, I'm going to move my keys because they're going to make some noise as well. Yeah. Everyone's getting the noise up. Ah! Ah! Okay, Ooh. cool. <laughs> sorry, that was quite That's that good. So you won the Brighton pageant. I did, yeah. Yeah. Because I still don't think of you as a drag queen. Mm. That's not where my mind goes when I think Mm -hmm. of Psychophag. It's Mm. more beyond that, isn't it? And it's kind of elements from it. I think something I find so interesting is the first time round, it was very much like the new rave scene was Mm. the scene, wasn't Mm. it? And Mm. and Psychophags and Bin Bags was kind of like a part of that scene. 
But then you were doing something slightly different than what was happening. And then obviously drag is like a thing right mm, now. Mm-hmm. So you kind of entered into the world, but then you've kind of just gone left of it and you've been like, okay, but I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the way to not only have success, but also make changes within that scene. I think is really important. Oh, thank you. Um, are you still writing at the moment? Yeah. What's the next? Is there an album? So basically I have a kind of idea of what I want to do. So yeah. winning the drag pageant made me think, okay, maybe I have something going on yeah. here. I think, right, I should take myself more seriously. Not in a way that's going to be... Yeah, not know, the way that changing yeah, what you but do. Take the craft seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hone it and... Yeah. Exactly. And believe, believe in yourself. It yeah. actually made me realise that people do enjoy it. Mm. And well, that considering was... as well, like you just said, you're still learning. Mm. So when you're still learning, you do kind of... The confidence isn't a hundred percent yet. Mm-hmm. When an outside source like a, a drag pageant says yes, yeah, yeah, you need to listen. Yeah, well, exactly, and that <laughs> actually maybe think right, you need to stop being hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah, you need to stop making yourself so nervous before you go on stage that you don't want to do it anymore. Because where's the fun? Yeah, in mm-hmm. it, I thought right, I really want to take this more seriously, and I've got backing dancers now. I so know we want to turn oh. it. they're amazing. Yeah, Leah and Alex, they're really really good. And turn it into more of a kind of like a pop act. Yeah. But with the, the drag sort of element. And a massive fan and ins- a massive an inspo person is Christine. Just about to say, I want you to do a collaboration with Christine. Yeah. yeah. Literally, like, I, I love them so much. I just love it when she, she came on stage, pulled a butt plug out of her bum, mm. and it was like attached to a helium balloon. I think yeah. that's... <laughs> that's amazing. That was lovely. Yeah. That's some inspiration. Yeah. But yeah, having back... I don't go anywhere near as like dark and dirty as Christine <laughs> does because, I mean, personally, that's... I mean, I'd love to watch that and I'd, yeah. but that's yeah. maybe a bit too much for me. But um, I just wanted to create like a pop act that I could take and do a, a whole show um, and or cut it down to odd songs and perform at clubs, yeah. um, which mm. I've been doing as well. And then, yeah, and try and... I'm always writing music, but I have requests from outside to produce for other people as well. Oh, so that cool. keeps me busy. So, yeah. yeah just doing what I can at the moment, really. Are there any projects you're working on for other people at the moment that you, you can, can talk about? Um, I do. I am working on a theme tune. Another one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, a podcast? No. no. <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, Throw the bloody short <laughs> at you across the table. <laughs> no. Oh, shall oh, we? Oh, open, darling. Go on. Oh, I love shortbread. I bought it. On the table and then just, just, just staring stare at, at it, the box. Like, like when's this um, box going to open? One sec. <laughs> this is so much more important, yeah. okay? <laughs> Was it any slower, though? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. I'm kind of off carbs at the moment, so this is a just smell it. Tree. You could suck it and then spit it out. <laughs> 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 I'm would you consider in the future like a live performance so within like instruments and synths and that's something that's never really crossed my mind um yeah i'm such a fucking thesp i love running around the stage <laughs> oh, okay like, you don't yeah. want to be tied to like yeah, a, tied an to instrument. instrument okay interesting i mean if someone wants to come along and do it for me then absolutely yeah like yeah. with a band yeah absolutely oh yeah well the thing is That'd when i was cool. younger I all I wanted to do was be in a fucking band. Yeah. Like if people wanted to get involved and do that, I would so be down. But I do. I just like like running around. Yeah, you like the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Just lapping it up. Thirsty. Thirst. Thirst. Thir- thirsty. Thirsty thirst. That's me. Thirsty thirst. Thirsty thirst. Because when it comes to like your looks as well, like your look has evolved immensely yeah. mm-hmm. do you feel like you found your look or do you feel like in a month's time you're gonna look completely different again uh well firstly thank you for comparing me to madonna and Cher. <laughs> always evolving uh no <laughs> <laughs> well i just do that myself sorry i, I know, know i was like what? <laughs> like did he say that i thought i said did i yeah I thank you I'm Jesus. <laughs> uh, no so basically the reason it's evolved is because i'm not gonna lie it fucking had to <laughs> so, <laughs> So when I, first, when I first started, like, I was like, right, I'm going to attempt makeup. It can't be that hard. I went to Partido and I bought oh, myself yes. a nice, yeah, <laughs> Partido, bought myself a nice tinsel wig and a tub of snazaroo That's and so slapped it on and amazing. away I went. And then I put on a bin bag and I thought that'll fucking do. Yeah. And this is great. 
And then I was watching some tutorials and I thought, do you know what? No, you really need to. Oh, this isn't how they do it. (laughs) You need to fucking try. I still can't do an eye, so I don't do eyes. Just don't. (laughs) I just shove in a contact lens and away we go. Yeah, because, you know, I'm also, I didn't realise how fucking cack-handed I am. Like, I I have... (laughs) Hand-to-eye coordination is not a thing. I can't catch a ball. I always remember when my dad, my dad used to say to me when we were throwing balls, like throwing balls. <laughs> I think you and your dad do. When you're playing, when you're playing catch, is what I mean. There you yeah. go. And I used to stand. We used to stand outside, and I used to like trying to catch the ball, like. Uh, yeah. It was like, open your eyes and close your fucking mouth and you'll catch the ball. So that's why I don't do eyes. And also can't wink. So we we've started this new thing where we're talking about a film that we've never seen mm-hmm. <clears throat> so think of a film that you've never seen and just come up with the theme for it the, so write the plot the plot the plot there Tell you us go what happens in, the, in a film that you've never I've, seen uh, i've never seen any of the fast and furious <gasps> I know that's neither have i <laughs> I which have. gay person fucking <laughs> I, know, right? I love all that shit oh, yeah, he's do really you good. oh yeah any any oh. shit Shit like that. I just I Tokyo Drift. Oh my god! Like oh no. the Expendables. Oh no. Love it. Anyway, I like that. Specifically Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, you Tokyo go. Drift. Yeah. Okay, Tell so, us what oh, happens. So, okay, so I'm doing about Tokyo Drift. Tell yeah. us what happens. It can be whatever you want. Um, there is a man in Tokyo, and he has to get to an appointment. Um, <laughs> what sort of appointment? What's the appointment? Dentist. Right. Yes. Yeah. He's got terrible dental hygiene. Oh. Hasn't flossed for a good, you know. You know, two years. Two <laughs> years. Is that how they, is that how they speak in Tokyo? Are you from Bristol? <laughs> okay, I'm going to speak like this now. So he's, he's a Bristolian two, in Tokyo. Yeah, he's years. a Bristolian in Tokyo and he hasn't flossed for two years. Oh my so God. He's going off to the appointment. He has to go very quickly. Oh. And he's very annoyed because he is about to miss. He's got a wedding. Sorry, what time is his He's got a wedding. Huh? What time is his appointment? Half past 11 in the morning. Oh, not 2.30. Not 2.30. Tooth. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. oh, that was a total, like, how's your head moment, wasn't it? That I missed. Yeah. It's like 11.30. 11.30. I like that time. Not, not 2.30. Not 2.30. Oh. No, no. I'm not mind. a natural comedian. Anyway, he's anyway. in a rush. Yeah. But in a rush. 11.30 Oh, God. So it's... Because um, he's going to a wedding. I was going to a wedding. After. 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 But if he doesn't go to the dentist, his teeth are going to fall out and the wedding pictures will be terrible. So he's very angry. Off he goes to his dentist appointment. The dentist is a wanker. Then he says, no, I can't fix your teeth because I'm a wanker. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, you have to leave. And then on the way to the wedding, he gets even more furious because his teeth fall out. The person that he likes is there. And then he says, I don't fancy you, your teeth fall out. (laughs) And um, he scuttles off and um, goes to the suicide woods and... (laughs) Yes, bitch! Oh no, that's a bit much. No! And then decides, no, I'm not going to do this. How does the word drift? into this title in the movie so then he he says no i'm i'm not going to the suicide woods i'm gonna go to the sea instead and i'm gonna drift off to malaysia (laughs) and he goes on a bit of driftwood and and then he meets and then he says i'm in malaysia and then he finds the love of his life oh teeth or no teeth no teeth no and they do him a very good tooth job in malaysia oh work because he finds himself a nice job as a dental hygienist yeah that's it thank you because he's learned his lesson what's his name um sue <laughs> yes <laughs> this oh, is wow. fucking stupid it's brilliant that's brilliant that's it literally sounds like um I, it could a be a shit film <laughs> is what it sounds oh, like so it funny. sounds like you could have like Kristen wig in it and oh like, yeah. yeah i love yeah. it yeah when's it out in cinemas um, it's dropping next autumn. <laughs> autumn I, 2020. I think we should all go. Okay. The okay, premiere. Cool. Nice one. Yeah. yeah. We are now going. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I on about? I don't know. What am I like? <laughs> um, I'm going to play some Cards Against Humanity. Fab. Have you ever played it? I have, yeah. Oh, beautiful. So you know, so you know how it works. We don't have to explain it. I think, yeah, I think you do that and then I pick one and I say the answer. I'll go first, babe. Me, Greg. Um, what are school administrators using to curb rampant teenage pregnancy? <clears throat> what are school administrators using to curb rampant teenage pregnancy? Bees? 
<laughs> you have to do that with a lift. Beef? Beef? Beef. <laughs> what are school administrators using to curb rampant teenage pregnancy? Necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would work. What are school administrators using to curb rampant teenage pregnancy? Scousers. Jerry. 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 Kochel van Bergen. Weinschnecken. Weinschnecken. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Liverpudlians. Do apologise. Uh, Reducing your whole existence to <laughs> Brookside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what? Who uh, would win on that one? I think Scousers is quite. Is oh, work, bitch. Yeah. Work. Oh, that's no, that's going to be too complicated. Right. Okay. What about this then? What do old people smell like? Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> what do old people smell like? Queen Elizabeth's immaculate anus. <laughs> I think that's quite nice. Yeah. What do old people smell like? A disappointed birthday party. Oh. And no. trench foot. I love old people. Yeah, so do I. I have an affinity with old ladies, actually. They love me. Yeah, yeah. I love old ladies. They're like, oh, psycho fag. Issues. You're right, duck. That's what they do, isn't it? I love them. I love old people. What do old people smell like? Being fabulous. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, they do. Age positive. Age positive, yes. Work. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, fabulous wonderful. is just Spanish for piss. Is it? No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> oh well, as if I actually believe that. Yeah, yeah so did I. I was <laughs> like, say. what? Fabulous. Fabulous. Piss. It means piss. Yeah. That's Italian. I yeah. think we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> That is one spicy piece. Oh, let's stop. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, it's been lovely having you here. Oh, thank you for having me. I've had a really nice time. This has been oh, a good. Yeah. Oh. Good. Prepping you for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. Enjoy the wedding. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I yeah. love a wedding. Oh, I know. love a wedding. I'm going to let my hair down. Do you know what's funny, actually, is that I'm usually be like, it is a patriarchal construct and it's a terrible idea, but, you know, it's my friend, so actually it's going to be lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll make an exception this time. We'll put time. it to one side. Yeah. Because I'm happy for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's going to be lovely. Congratulations, girls. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Lovely day. Yeah. So, yeah, where, where can we find you online for everyone who wants to know? Who hasn't found you already. Yeah. So, you can find me at, uh, on Instagram at psychofagxx. I'm also on Spotify. I'm also on iTunes if you want to stream my music. I'm also on Deezer and Napster, believe it or oh not. Oh my God. Napster? Napster? She's back. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Are you on MySpace? No, well, I still am on MySpace, actually. Oh, yeah, yes, but it's, you know, it's defunct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's obsolete. Obsolete, that's it. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Obsolete. Uh, well, thank you so yeah. much. And it's been a pleasure. So just want to say thank you as well to Kobe Carnage, at Kobe Carnage on Instagram, who is our producer. And a big thank you to the person who wrote our music, who, oh, he's right here. <laughs> Thanks, PsychoFag. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So that's all that's left to say is... All right, darling. All right, darling. All right, darling. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, cool. All right, darling. Darling, darling.